Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us on our first Flex Time, um, which really is a series of webinars that we're going to host every Wednesday, pretty much at the 12 o'clock hour to 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern, with a variety of talking points, anywhere from DOE to financing. Uh, today, for the kickoff, is going to be RST. Um, we have Kevin Bergeron joining us, and we've had a lot of success and a lot of questions, quite frankly, on their new iDo product. Um, we've had some some larger to mid-sized dealers actually use it, um, you know, due to the fact that we have uh, some shortage with Kumo Cloud and some other devices. This has been an awesome substitute and something that we really wanted to um, to introduce to you guys if you haven't utilized this already. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. And like I said in the chat, guys, please feel free to ask any questions. I will be monitoring the chat as we go along, um, or you can unmute yourself too. So we appreciate it. Kevin, the floor is yours. Thank you, Chad. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kevin Bergeron. Chad mentioned I'm with RSC Thermal, and uh, we're a manufacturer's rep for a bunch of different products. But today we're going to be talking about Arizona. Arizona is new to us. Um, they're actually not too new in general. They've actually been around for a while worldwide, mostly in Europe. They're based in Spain. They're a Spanish company uh, based in a city called Malaga, which is similar to our Silicon Valley. So a lot of tech companies, Arizona is a tech company too. Um, they've had some deals with different ductless manufacturers, we'll call them, uh, like Mitsubishi. Um, for those of you who might know, might not, they have a zoning system called the ZBS. Uh, that's made by Arizona. Um, that's been around for a few years now, I want to say. And I don't think Arizona has seen the success through that strategy that they wanted to see. So now they actually opened up their own headquarters in the United States, in Miami, um, so they're now local instead of just being in Europe and they're trying to get into the marketplace that way. And that's kind of where we come in, where they're rep in the new England territory and are helping them with, uh, inventorying locally, uh, supplying our customers, distributors, and therefore you guys as contractors and also providing support for them as well. So, uh, I think we're going to provide them a resource that they haven't really had before and making their products a much larger success, hopefully. So without further ado, let's get going as to kind of what they do themselves. So Arizona as a whole, like I mentioned, they're kind of like a tech company, um, but they're bridging the gap between the E3C world and kind of like the internet of things world. So as both sides have progressed, we've seen a lot of uh, new functionality and higher demand for inverter-driven heat pumps and smart home technology, whether it's you know, lights or integrations with your heating and ventilation and air conditioning system with third-party devices. A lot of uh, different situations have arose. Uh, the thing with the ductless brands that we know and love uh, they're all proprietary. So that Mitsubishi outdoor unit has to match up with a Mitsubishi indoor unit, which is different than the conventional way of doing it, right? Before we could 
use anybody's condenser with really anybody's air handler and we get away with it just fine. And then we use 24 volt controls to bring in backup heat, uh, ventilation, humidification, stuff like that. With these inverter driven heat pumps that use the proprietary controls, can't really do that. Uh, or it's a little bit more difficult, right? If we break that communication, we lose that efficiency that we paid for, all that modulation from the inverter outside. Uh, it makes it less than ideal for a end user that wants to pay up for that efficiency. So where Arizona comes in, they're creating these devices that actually keep that communication between the indoor and outdoor unit, while also giving us the ability to integrate different third-party devices, systems, accessories, stuff like that. Um, somehow, some way, back in the day, Arizona got their hands on all these different communication protocols from different ductless brands that they're using to make these products. So that's one consistent theme throughout everything we're talking today, everything we're talking today about that we have the communication protocols. So no matter what we're doing, whether it's zoning or integrating backup heat or Wi-Fi, we're keeping that communication protocol and keeping our efficiencies intact. So let's talk about the products. So right now in the United States, this is what Arizona has available. Um, they're slowly rolling out more stuff. So you know, once they do do that, we'll talk about the new stuff. But for now, we'll focus on what's here. Um, they have the IDU Wi-Fi, IDU Pro, and the VAF zoning system, which I briefly mentioned. <clears throat> and we'll start with the IDU Wi-Fi. So the IDU Wi-Fi is a controller that gives us the ability to link any indoor unit to a Wi-Fi network. So in the Mitsubishi world, it's similar to the Kumo cloud from what I'm aware of. Um, and it's really just giving us Wi-Fi capability. But remember, we're still maintaining that communication. So the nice thing is that we can actually read error codes as well because of that. Uh, it's all app-based. All the setup is done through an app, um, and all the control through this is done through an app as well. Uh, the nice thing about that error code reading is that you know, we've seen the ability for contractors to see an error code remotely and then kind of pre-diagnose it or plan a strategy on how to address that issue without having to spend time traveling, going to the job, finding out what the error code is, and then you know, going forward from there. Um, the nice thing about all these Wi-Fi systems through Arizona is that the homeowner can add a user to the site. So without having to share any personal information, they can send an invitation to their site that you know, anybody, but I would think more so contractors, can get onto that site, see what's going on, and address any issues that might be happening from there. It's a really nice feature that I think can go a long way. But other than that, we got all the standard kind of like smart thermostat uh, functionalities, scheduling, uh, mode control, set point control, room temperature reading, all that type of stuff through the Arizona Cloud app. And right here is the app to download. Uh, Arizona Cloud, it's in the Google Play Store, the App Store on Apple. There are other apps that 
Arizona makes, but make sure you download this one because the other ones will not work with the iDo products. So Arizona Cloud is the one you want. I'll show up set up in a little bit. I got a little video, um, but the way you set it up is pretty similar to any smart home device like a Google Home or Amazon Alexa, something like that, where you connect to that device's specific uh, local Wi-Fi network or Bluetooth connection, and then you assign it to the homeowner's Wi-Fi network. Uh, so I'll show a video on that in a little bit. That's just a little uh, generalization on how you do it. As far as the actual install goes, um, this is what it would look like. This is an LG system. I know Taurus has started to sell some LG. Um, this is a Mitsubishi example. They're both pretty similar. Basically, there's one plug um, that goes from the iDo Wi-Fi to the indoor unit, whether it's Mitsubishi or LG. So in LG's world, we're plugging into CN Remo. That is where all of LG's wired thermostats plug into. With Mitsubishi, we're plugging into CN105. And I believe that is the same port that we plug in the Kumo Cloud and MHK2 controllers. Uh, I do want to bring up, so we show a LG thermostat right here. So we can use manufacturers thermostats with these iDo's whether it's the iDo Wi-Fi or the iDo Pro that I'm going to be talking about later uh, it's just finding out where to plug in so in LG's world we plug in all wired thermostats CN Remo but since we're occupying that port with the iDo Wi-Fi or iDo Pro Arizona actually built this iDo to have a secondary port that we can plug that thermostat into so it's almost like a daisy chain in a way, but we'll still be able to get full functionality from that ID Wi-Fi and then also that thermostat if we need it. Kind of only see that uh, coming into play with ducted systems. With the wall heads, we can always rely on that wireless remote and it'll work just fine as well. With the Mitsubishis, um, there's a couple different options that we've come to learn. So since we're occupying CN105, we can either rely on the, there's a two screw terminal strip, I believe, that you can plug in a uh, PAR40 or PAR33, I wanna say. And those are two wire, wired thermostats that can work in conjunction with the iDo Wi-Fi or iDo Pro. But then they also just announced uh, last week to me that they came out with a splitter that will split this CN105 connection and allow us to use an iDo Wi-Fi or Pro with an MHK2 controller. So kind of similar to the splitter. It's a, it's a different looking uh, splitter, but it's you know, similar in the functionality where we're splitting this between the thermostat and the iDo Pro. We're going to be doing the same thing here with the MHK2 and the iDo Pro or iDo Wi-Fi. So that's new. And I'm told it's available, and I know that's been a very big request from everybody who's dealing with Mitsubishi, the capability of using the MHK2 and an iDo at the same time. It wasn't available or possible until last week, so going forward, that should be no problem. As far as compatibility goes, um, they do have a compatibility finder on their website. 
airzonecontrol.com. Basically, you'll go to the product you're trying to find compatibility on. In this case, it's the I do Wi-Fi. And then we choose the manufacturer and the indoor unit model. And then it'll tell us if it is compatible or if it is not compatible. And then the device that we can use with it if they are compatible. And a lot of them are outdated model numbers or maybe the newer model numbers aren't there. Um, if that's the case, feel free to send over the model number and the wiring diagram for that indoor unit and we can verify with the factory. There are LEDs on the actual Wi-Fi or iDo Wi-Fi itself. Um, those can be shut off through the app if needed. I know, you know if we're in a bedroom or something like that and this is exposed, the homeowner probably wouldn't want to see blinking lights while they try to sleep but they can be shut off in the app. Um, they just pretty much tell us operation status, uh, if something's going wrong with the actual iDo controller itself. So nothing crazy. I haven't really seen too much trouble with them, but they are there. Now we'll get onto the iDo Pro. Um, so the iDo Pro is a little bit like a big brother to the iDo Wi-Fi. It does everything the iDo Wi-Fi can do, and then some. This is the one that meets the mass save rebate for uh, heat pumps, so integrated controls. It does also do dual band Wi-Fi, so 2.4 and 5 gigahertz, which I know is a big ask. I didn't mention, but the iDo Wi-Fi right now only does 2.4 gigahertz. I was told also they're coming out with a dual band one similar to the iDo Pro. Uh, it's not out yet, we'll be on the lookout. But with the iDo Pro, we can do everything the iDo Wi-Fi does and then some. You know, you'll notice a difference right off the bat. We got terminal strips up top right here, um, which I'll go into in a little bit. But like I said, everything the iDo Wi-Fi does and then some. So these are the terminal strips. Um, from left to right, we'll start with this one. This is actually a separate power source that we do need for the iDo Pro. Uh, that's a little different than the iDo Wi-Fi, but I'll get into that in the next slide showing setup. The next terminal strip is a third-party thermostat block where we can tie in a third-party thermostat. We don't need to do that, but it's an option. Right here, this next one is our auxiliary heat relay, which is what we're using to bring on backup heat. And that's how we meet that mass save rebate. Um, the one thing to note right now, that is actually a 12 volt DC output. Uh, so in our world, we're most likely going to be isolating that to kick on you know, baseboard backup or a boiler because we need to make it dry. Um, so use a rib or something to isolate it but just be aware, aware that it is a 12 volt DC output. And then this last one is a uh, digital dry contact uh, for an input, really not too uh, commonly used, I would say in our world. Uh, if you're working on like a multifamily or a hotel job where they want to you know, integrate like a window switch or a door switch so that the AC shuts off whenever a window's open or a door's open, we can use that right here. But I haven't seen that really used too much. 
And then on the bottom, we have BACnet and Modbus capability for a building management system if we need to do that. So in the box, it comes with everything the ID Wi-Fi comes with. So the proprietary cord for that indoor unit for communication. But now the only real difference is this power pack. Um, that power pack is a transformer that takes 120 to 240 volts AC and converts it to 12 volt DC. And that plugs into this top left terminal right here to give this thing power. Most of the time we're gonna be taking L1, L2 uh, line voltage from the indoor unit. Um, but you know we can also provide it with 120 volts if we want to from like a service receptacle or something like that. And this is what the install looks like. So very similar to the I do Wi-Fi in steps one and two, you find out where to mount it and plug in that communication wire, uh, CN Remo with LG, CN105 with Mitsubishi. And then the last step, or second to last step, potentially, is using that transformer to power it uh, from L1, L2 on the indoor unit, or like I said, 120 volt from some sort of service receptacle or something like that. <clears throat> One of the big questions that we get about where you know install is where to mount this thing um, with ducted systems it's not too bad to hide it if we're in an attic or a basement but if we're working on wall heads which are very common that's the big question so i've seen them mounted on the sides of the wall heads i've even been told in certain indoor units um, you can hide them in the cabinet itself Looking at the you know, bottom left cavity where refrigerant piping goes, what I've been told. Um, so if you play around with it, you might be able to find a spot to hide it. But mounting it right on the side is fine as well. Um, they give you sticky tape and screws to secure it to the cabinet. Um, the power pack for this one can actually, I've seen it fit inside of where the control box is on all these wall heads. That's not too hard to hide. It's mostly trying to hide the actual ID Pro itself. So that's kind of what we've done. But if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out. The last step, and it's optional, like I mentioned, we can use a third-party thermostat. We don't need to use a third-party thermostat. I think that's one misconception that's been going around. Um, and to be honest, I'll get into it a little bit later. We don't totally recommend using the third-party thermostats right now. Um, the integration I've seen has caused some glitches. So, you know, I've been pushing people towards the manufacturer's thermostats if we are going to use a thermostat. And like I said, most of the time that's going to be on ducted systems. So a lot of times it might not even be a factor, but if we are working on a situation that the homeowner wants a thermostat or we need a thermostat, I'd recommend using the manufacturer's thermostat. And I can get into that a little bit more when we talk about uh, smart thermostat integration. Like a smart device where you actually have to link to that device first. So you start off by searching for the actual iDo product. Each one has its own uh, label or name. In this case, it's that shown on the screen. So you connect to it via Bluetooth, and then you can actually check to make sure it's working functionally. Um, and after that, you'll go search for the homeowner's Wi-Fi network. 
enter in their password, uh, connect that way. And then you'll have to create a site, which will be shown in a sec. So this site is gonna be named after the homeowner or the address, and it's just gonna be specific to that house or location. Once you're all done, you'll see all the units right in here in the app and you're good to go. Let's see if I can, there we go. For some reason when you play a video, it kind of messes up the uh, screen. <clears throat> so this is what typical wiring looks like. Um, we're either going to have that smart thermostat or the manufacturer's thermostat. Like I said, I don't really recommend the smart thermostat. And uh, I'll get into that in a little bit. But this is what our kind of full potential wiring diagram will look like. So this is showing all the bells and whistles. Backup heat. It's actually on the uh, wrong terminal. It's supposed to be on this one for our 12-volt uh, DC output. So keep that in mind. Um, showing a third-party thermostat as well. If we are using a third-party thermostat, we do have to provide 24 volts separately. Um, so keep that in mind. And then we're also showing the power from, in this case, S1, S2 to power the IDU Pro. So we send 12-volt DC out to a rib to isolate that, make it dry, and then hook it up to our you know, boiler zone panel, whatever we're using to bring on that backup heat. So third-party thermostat, I do wanna talk about this a little bit. Um, I've mentioned over the course of this presentation that we're kind of shying away from the third-party thermostat integration. So the deal with it is that we can use anybody's third-party thermostat. Um, we can utilize this terminal block right here for 24 volt control. If we're using a non-smart thermostat, um, we have no choice but to use this. So we'll be sending you know, 24 volts for cooling, heating, fans, stuff like that. The way that works is since it's only communicating 24 volts, the indoor unit and IDU Pro can't see room temperature. Um, so what it does is it sets a three degree offset if we're in cooling or heating based off of the return air temperature. And that's how we keep that modulation with the uh, non-smart thermostats. So we'll still modulate, um, but it's not going to be seeing room temp. To make it see room temp, we can actually integrate a Nest, Ecobee, or Honeywell smart thermostat to the Arizona Cloud app. Um, it'll actually talk wirelessly. So technically you don't need to wire the thermostat to make it work. Although I will strongly recommend doing that because what could happen, you know, say we're working on a ducted system and we're hooking up a Ecobee. Um, if we were to not wire the Ecobee and just rely on that wireless communication through that integration shown here, if for whatever reason we lose that communication or there's a server outage or internet outage, we'll have no way of controlling that indoor unit. Whereas if we do have those wires, if we lose that communication through the cloud, it can fall back on that hardwired connection until the you know, internet's restored or whatever's going on is fixed. Um, so we do recommend always wiring it. I mean, 
with a ducted system, definitely with a wall head or a duct list system, we can probably get away without wiring it since we have those wireless remotes to control it if something goes wrong. Um, but just keep that in mind. I've kind of talked about integration with Ecobee, Honeywell, Nest. This is how it works. So in the AirZone Cloud app, you'll actually go to your account. You'll scroll down and you'll see this blue button integrations. What you'll actually do is you'll choose the manufacturer of the thermostat you're trying to link to your device. Uh, in this case, it's showing Ecobee. Click on Ecobee, it'll actually ask you to log into your Ecobee account and then link the accounts. And then you'll actually add that Ecobee thermostat to the zone you want to control with it. Uh, you do have to do some Ecobee setup beforehand. Uh, you have to make an account. You have to register that Ecobee thermostat underneath your account, and then you'll be good to go. Um, if you don't do that, nothing will show up. But once you do, it'll show right up. These are all the, you know, some differences between the uh, iDo Wi-Fi and the iDo Pro, um, just as a little summary. So really with Wi-Fi, we're just getting uh, just Wi-Fi control. Right now it's only 2.4 gigahertz. Um, we do have the capability to link to uh, Google Home or Amazon. Um, I didn't mention that before, but it is a benefit. And then with the iDo Pro, we can do all that and then all the stuff that I just mentioned. Error codes. So I have mentioned already that we have the ability to read error codes. So there's two types of error codes that I've seen. There's an error code with the actual iDo device itself, and then an error code with the actual indoor unit. Um, so if it's an error code with the actual indoor unit, it'll say this right here. These are just two examples that I've seen actually, um, and actually helped the installing contractor figure out what was going on because he thought it could be an I do issue, but you know, we found out through some digging that it was actually an error that was going on with the indoor unit. So the numbers to pay attention to are these four outside of those parentheses. Uh, this is a Mitsubishi system. So it was showing error code 2500. And then I think we resolved that and started to show error code 5701. So I forget what they are off the top of my head. I think one of them has to do with the float switch terminal. But uh, doing some digging, we were able to figure out what was going on with that system and get them up and running. So you, Kevin, you, you guys will see that error code too. It's kind of a you got a heads up on that as well. So you can alert the contractors. That's something just the contractors get to see or the consumer. So, yeah, that's a great point. So whoever is on that site, um, will see that. So you can invite, I believe up to 10 users on a site. So anybody who is on that site will see those error codes. So, uh, yeah, okay. great question. And one thing that's really nice, I kind of mentioned it before, Say, you know, you're a contractor, you set it up, you hand off access to the homeowner, they take you off of the app, or they can leave you on it, um, on the site, I should say. If you aren't on it, they can add you back. Say they see this error code, they don't know what it means. They add you back, and you can see it then. So it makes your life a little bit easier from a diagnosis standpoint. 
So I mentioned LG and Mitsubishi, uh, just because that's what Taurus is dealing with these days. But there are other, uh, you know, protocols and manufacturers that we do work with. They're also coming out with more and more as they pop up. Um, the nice thing is, no matter what manufacturer you're working with, it's all under the same app and it'll all look identical. Whether it's any of these on the same site, you add them to the app and it'll appear to the end user as kind of like one system. So that's nice to make it you know, clean. So now I'll spend some time talking about the uh, VAF zoning system. Um, <clears throat> basically, this is a way that we can zone ducted air handlers from a Mitsubishi or LG um, and give you know, each individual room or space its own temperature control. So it's kind of like having a wall head in that space on the wall control-wise without having to look at it. You know, in the past, we had the ability to kind of zone these air handlers, but that involved using a third-party thermostat kit that we would hook up to a conventional zone panel. And kind of the theme of this whole Arizona presentation is when you do that, you break that communication, right? So you kind of lose your inverter modulation. You lose your fan control from the indoor unit. It worked, but it didn't work as best as it could. Um, now, since we keep that full communication, we keep all that control. And uh, I've seen it on a few jobs and it works really well, actually, because of that control that we keep. So I'll go through it pretty quickly. Um, there's a lot you can do with it, but I want to give a full overview. There's a little schematic down low. So we are still using dampers. We're using the zone board. We're using thermostats, um, but it's a little different. So the way we set it up, we have a central zone panel. Um, we're hooking up our dampers to that central zone panel. We have Wi-Fi capability as well. Uh, to be clear, it's not Wi-Fi capable out of the box. There is a Wi-Fi module I'll show to make it Wi-Fi capable. And it's all through the same app as the iDo Pro and iDo Wi-Fi that I mentioned, the uh, Arizona Cloud app. So you could potentially have a job with the VAF zoning system and then some iDo's on it. It'll all be in the same app controlled the same way. Uh, we do have the ability to bring on backup heat through a radiant module we have. And um, like I said, we're still keeping that full communication. So I'll go through these little components real quick. So the control board, this is you know, the same role as a zone panel from a conventional zoning system. Um, so we're still hooking up our dampers to this um, we're actually not hooking up our thermostats to this we're actually hooking up the thermostats to the dampers which is a little different um, but this is where you connect all the accessories so dampers radiant module for backup heat uh, that wi-fi module i mentioned they have some other stuff too but those are the main ones that we really are going to be dealing with so this comes out of the box ready for 120 volt uh, right down here doesn't even show it, but there's a plug that's already hooked up to it. So you can just plug it into a standard wall outlet, or we can remove it if 120 is not available and power it with uh, 230. 
So dual voltage coming out of the box for 120, but you can remove those or that plug to make it capable with uh, 230. And even mentioned, I do want to, I kind of forgot this, uh, this control board itself isn't brand specific. There is a, they call it a gateway board that plugs into this terminal block right here. That's specific to the manufacturer. So we do have to make sure we're ordering the right uh, manufacturer's board to make it work and have all that communication work correctly. So these are the dampers. Right now, we only have round dampers. Um, we have given them feedback that rectangular would be nice. Uh, but they're from 6 to 14 inches uh, round. So we got 6-inch, 8-inch, 10-inch, 10-inch, and 12-inch dampers. And they are fully, they are modulating. Um, so, you know, we're working with the fan speed and the inverter compressor outside to ramp up and down to meet demand. But at the same time, these dampers are going to modulate open and close to really fine-tune just how much uh, capacity we need to deliver to that space. So it's all working in conjunction to make it, uh, you know, really controllable and meet that demand. There is a limit of accessories that we can add to this control board uh, just for, you know, pure power consumption. Uh, we can't have more than 10 dampers on one of these boards can add more additional ones, but we need to provide a separate power pack to provide power to those additional dampers. I don't really see more than 10 being used usually. I'm sure it's possible, but just be aware of that. We do also have a radiant module for backup heat. So this will allow us to tie into our baseboard or radiant if we have it. And the way it's operated is based off of a drooper or a timer. Um, right now, there's no lockout temp like we saw with the iDo Pro. This is just going to be based off of the space temp falling and the heat pump not keeping up, where the you know controllers or the thermostats will see that room temp dropping, and it's configurable. So say we set it for a two-degree droop. If that room temp drops two degrees, it'll kick on this boiler and kick on our you know, baseboard or radiant, whatever we're using for backup heat. We can do up to five zones of radiant or baseboard per module, and we can hook up up to two of these modules per board. So we could potentially have up to 10 zones of backup baseboard heat or radiant heat. This is the Wi-Fi module that I talked about. So this is what we use to make this whole entire system Wi-Fi capable. Um, you can technically control up to 32 systems with it, although I don't see that in a residential application that's more commercial. Um, but it gives us dual band Wi-Fi, just like the iDo Pro 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. Um, and it connects right to the main board right here on this five pin connector. So all the accessory items except for that Wi-Fi module use these terminal blocks up top right here. And you can daisy chain them. You can you know, plug them in one-to-one -one here. But after that, you will need a daisy chain. Um, and I do have a diagram showing that later. 
The one thing to keep in mind with these systems, um, which is a little bit different than the IDU Pro, we do need to use AirZone's thermostats with them. Uh, they are kind of speaking in their own language, so we can't use a third-party thermostat. But to be honest, these are actually pretty good looking. Um, the AirZone Blueface controller is going to be your master controller. You need at least one of those on every system. It's probably going to be, you know, in the living room or master bedroom. That's going to be your master controller. And then you can also use the, the Think or the Light. Uh, the Light, I wouldn't see too, too much. I don't think it's a uh, plus or minus three set point from the master controller. So there's not too much capability there. The Think is a little bit more capable, but still... In my opinion, not as nice looking as the blue face. It's not even a touch screen. It has these, uh, I think they call them capacitive uh, touch buttons over here where you control it that way. But the blue face is a full touch screen, nice looking thermostat that if you want to use multiple on um, VAF system, but you do need to use at least one. Um, this one's wired. These can be wired or wireless, the think of the light. So I didn't even really mention it, but those dampers can be wired or wireless as well. Um, but the wireless portion is really just the communication to the thermostat because we're actually hooking the thermostats up to the individual dampers themselves. So it's a little different. You still need to wire those dampers for power and communication back to that control board. but if you want to go wireless, it'll save you from you know, running a wire for a thermostat from that damper. So something to keep in mind. And this is a wiring diagram that we created just to try and simplify everything and give a better concept as to how it's installed. So we got our main control board and then we have everything coming off of it. So I mentioned that plug, the 115, it comes with standard. You can take it off. Um, there is that communication board plugging into that manufacturer-specific air handler. And then we're using these top terminal strips to daisy chain all of our dampers or radiant modules, stuff like that. And then we're coming off the right side with our Wi-Fi module to make that thing Wi-Fi capable. And really the nice thing about the system that I've seen, you know, we deal with conventional zoning as well. Um, but with those systems, you got to identify really everything about it. If it's a heat pump, it's a dual fuel, you got to set dip switches and settings on the control panel, uh, which takes some time and kind of some configuring. With this, it's really just meant for that one manufacturer and there's really no other way it can be used. So as long as you wire everything, um, you plug it in, turn it on, and it'll work pretty much out of the box. There is a little bit of setup with the blue face controller as your you know, main controller where you're going to have to you know, set English settings, time settings, um, setup your stages of heating, stages of cooling if you need to. But besides that, it's really just plug and play out of the box it's ready to go so it's really nice in that way because i know conventional zoning can be a little confusing and a little tricky sometimes when you're trying to figure out what kind of system you're working on <clears throat> so that's one thing i'll say about this
as far as tech support goes, um, Airzone does have their own tech support number. Although I will say rely on SG Taurus as your main source of tech support. And we'll be there to help Taurus out as well if they need it. Um, and then if we do need to get Arizona involved, we can. Um, they do have a dedicated North American team from Spain that works 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. our time. Um, so they are available if we do need it. But we haven't really needed them too, too much. Uh, just every, you know, a little bit if it's something weird we're not familiar with. But it's new to us and we're learning it you know, more and more each day. And we've learned a good amount and have been able to help most people out with certain issues they're going, you know, they're having. As far as warranty goes, it's the shorter of two years following the install or 30 months following the shipment. Um, so that is their warranty. Keep that in mind. And that is all I have for AirZone. Um, for anybody on the call, any questions, um, feel free to speak up. We can address those now. But if not, we should be good to go. The chat looks pretty quiet. Um, I'll open it up to if anybody wants to unmute themselves. Tim, I know uh, you join us on the call here too. Uh, Tim, Tim Burton is our technical manager. So he puts a lot of these <clears throat> trainings together. Uh, both Tim and I are... <clears throat> kind of running with this um, and we really need your feedback too, right? So work with your territory managers, um, work with your branches. If, if there's any other flex time opportunities or something you want to know about, we're, we're going to do it. Um, so we, we value your feedback. Uh, but for the sake of this call, any questions? I know that was pretty thorough. I appreciate you, Kevin. Any, any questions? Uh, I guess I'm going to ask a question, Kevin. Um, sure. You know, as we go through the product, and I know you you and I have worked with some dealers already that have had success with this, but what would you say out of the gate are some, you know, the top three things that you should look out for or don't fall into? I'm sure you guys receive similar calls all the time. You know, what are some things out of the gate that they should be aware of? all this training just like a, a short list yeah definitely so a big thing with these products i mean the biggest demand by far right now is the uh, backup heat from the idu pro and how to make that work so you know, make sure we're isolating that 12 volt dc output um and then you know if we're working on an air handler for a ducted application i would really recommend using the manufacturer's thermostat um just because we need a thermostat with a ducted application. So those are kind of the two main things. With the third-party thermostats, uh, we ran into trouble with guys not knowing or maybe we didn't give a good job of messaging that you do need to provide 24 volts separately to them. We can't do that. So that's another uh, tidbit to you know be aware of. I'd say those are the, probably the main ones.